It's time to fire up the three-cylinder star drive, the show that sputters along, touring a galaxy of pop culture and fanboy fiction. And now, here are your hosts, Richard Coop and Roger Colby. Hey, welcome back to Three Cylinder Star Drive. I'm Roger Colby. And I'm Richard Coots. After a long hiatus. Yeah, it's been a long time. Life got in the way. Life did get in the way, but hey, it's fine. We're back. We're strong. We're going to publish an episode once a week, um, usually on Mondays when they'll come out. Um, so, we have a lot to talk about, Richard. We do. We're going to talk about... The, the first season, yep, first season of Mandalorian. Yeah, uh, so here's the thing. I want you to know this is going to be spoilery. This is a spoiler cast, and, you know, we're just going to assume you've already seen Mandalorian, because, you know, if you haven't, really? Okay. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah, we're about okay. to get, We're about to get into it. Because so. this guy, since he was probably, you know, I've been fascinated by Boba, about Boba Fett and about the whole Mandalorian thing for a long time. Probably enough, more than most people, because I have an actual, like, custom-made Mandalorian costume I built, like, several years ago. I'm probably the first person in Oklahoma to build one, I would think. I mean, I haven't found anybody else who has. Who had one before what i guess it was 2009 when i built mine um so anyway beyond that when disney plus announced they were going to do a mandalorian series i was like what yeah i was blown away by it so and the series man i'll have to say eight episodes i wish there was more yeah i i mean <laughs> yeah but i mean they got $15 million per episode, and you can see where all the budget went. The special oh, effects yeah. are just... They're, these are film-level film mm. special effects. Yeah. And so, you know, obviously, you may, you know, maybe beyond eight episodes, we're being a little greedy uh -huh. after what we got. Right. So... Um, I'll say that uh, there's a couple of things that are kind of groundbreaking for this film, this series. Uh, one, it's the first live-action Star Wars series. Two, John Favreau uh, filmed the whole thing um, using a new technique where they put this huge screen around, the, around behind the actors, and uh, it's a big, giant LED screen or whatever, and the backgrounds were all projected on it, um, and then he shot the actors in front of that background. It's like a panoramic wraparound background that he did for the film, uh, for the show, like in different scenes. Like um, when you see um, the Mandalorian like walking across that snowscape or whatever, the background is actually um, an LED screen. You're looking at a, at, a, at a background that's projected on a giant LED screen. So there's a lot of really interesting things being done with it. Um, Two, <clears throat> the uh, we got to see like deep into the Mandalorian culture, which has been a matter of like um, expanded universe stuff for a long time. And I want to get into this. It, we're going to get into this a few minutes, but I really want to get into this what it means because this is connecting yeah. to past series. Okay. So, um, what what I want to let's just kind of talk through the episodes. So the first one is where we get introduced to, to the Mandalorian and um, he's a bounty hunter he's going after this uh, guy that's played by Horatio Sands which was funny to see Horatio Sands in this there's actually a several uh, 
SNL alums in this film, in this series. I'd say film, but it's like a film. I mean, the whole thing is like a movie, like that you could watch on the big screen uh, in an IMAX theater, which I think would be really cool to release it in IMAX. But that's just me. Anyway, um, but you know, you get to see him like at the beginning of it. You know, his introduction is very western. I got this feel that it was kind of like. It felt like a Sergio Leone kind of western, you know, or maybe, um, oh shoot, a, a Japanese film by Akira Kurosawa or something like that. It had that feel, that heaviness to it that, you know, you get from those kind of movies. Um, but, you know, just just seeing, first of all, okay, there's lots of stuff I got to talk about on this. One is the rifle, the pulse rifle, because I've had all kinds of thoughts and theories about what the pulse rifle can do because we hear you know Darth Vader telling Boba Fett no disintegrations this time which seemed to be like the modus operandi for the uh, Mandalorians because the pulse rifle I think works off of like a uh, what do you call it um, sound waves because it's the end of it's like a tuning fork and so it vibrates the air um, and can vibrate molecules, living molecules, from a distance, thereby causing them to impl- explode or or vaporize, um, which is how he's able to disintegrate people without like with leaving their clothes behind, you know. Um, and then you can also use it to listen in on conversations inside of buildings and stuff because he does that like in the second or third episode where he's like listening in on somebody's conversation inside of a building with it. Um, but just the tech and the gadgets that you see in the film too, that's what I'm talking about first is all the tech. The, I had no idea that the armor had circuitry underneath it, which apparently it does. Um, I had no idea that, uh, and of course this is probably all John Favreau and them like coming up with this stuff, like giving background and information, but there's a lot of really fascinating technology in this, um, namely just the just all the weaponry and, and armor and stuff that you see in the film, the series, sorry. Um, and, and, uh, anyway, so I'll go over to you, Richard. What do you, what do you think about all the tech? Uh, man. Um, you know, I didn't really know much about this stuff. So here's my <laughs> thing. And I fully admit to this. I am a casual Star Wars fan. I love Star Wars but I'm not, like, so into it. But I read, like, I read all the extended universe stuff I'm, I'm and still all your the comics. I'm still your friend, Richard. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I but I just, I love this uh, But as a TV casual, show. as a casual viewer, you were... It is fantastic. Um, you know, I mean, I, I don't have a problem with the... So this is like a Western. It is very slow. Uh-huh. There's not a lot of dialogue through right. most of it. Yeah. But, you know, it also has that some kind of formula, though, in most of the episodes. It starts out slow. Uh-huh. You know, you see some stuff going on, and then it ends with a big yeah. shootout, big right. showdown. Um, um, I will say about the about the shootouts and stuff and, and, and everything, the... I read an article recently about um, it was it was a soldier that was writing about the Mandalorian, saying that all the stuff you see in it that's tactical is definitely thought out and like what an actual soldier would do. Um, Cara was it Cara Dune? Cara Dune? Uh-huh. The, uh huh. The the character Cara Dune. She's uh, this rebel, former rebel 
uh, commando or whatever. Uh, she was a shock trooper. Shock trooper. <clears throat> and she, uh, there's a scene in the film, in the series, I think it's like toward the end, where uh, Mandalorian gets injured really bad and um, in a firefight. And rather than, you know, try to dress his wounds in a firefight, which is not what you do, she pulls him over to cover, you know, and um, uh, starts working on him then, you know. So that's there's a lot of things like that the way they in the sanctuary episode where they set up all the 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 traps and stuff you know for the for the walker mm-hmm. uh, for the atst um all those pits they dug and the you know the barricades they build and all that stuff that's something you would do in a uh, defensive position if you're trying to defend a position and you have very little um you know firepower you're going to try to stop them you know, stop the tank before it gets in. Basically, that's kind of what an ATST is in a way, um, is a tank. Um, something that this guy also noticed, the soldier noticed, was that in the Clone Wars series, the um, all the clones are using these low-to-the-ground tanks and stuff like that, and the Empire went for this big, tall stuff with long legs on it, which is kind of weird. He thought that was strange that they went from using, like, low-to-the-ground tanks, which are more tactically sound to a real t- but you know i mean it's a movie so they're just using these big intimidating scary tv things. show roger yeah i know it's a tv show i know it's a tv show but um so anyway uh, you know the, the 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 tactical stuff in it was really spot on um all the stuff that they did in the film in this in the series it was just you know um had to do with like troop placements and you know uh tactics and small areas like in in alleys and stuff like that i mean that scene where he's uh, absconding with baby yoda and he gets in the back of that that trailer thing um that is a really difficult defensible position that he puts himself into but he manages to make it work for himself um but yeah there's tons of stuff like that the other thing that's really interesting about this is that it I don't know if it reveals or creates some stuff that's like, oh, I didn't know I could do that. Like um, the scene where he, in the episode where he he hooks up with the the young bounty hunter guy and they're on Tatooine and they see the Tusken Raiders and then he turns around there's Tusken Raiders there and he starts doing sign language with the Tusken Raiders. I had no idea you could do sign language with the Tusken Raiders. I thought that because every time you see Tuscan Raiders, they're always shooting at you all the time, you know. Yeah, but you know, like, I take no prisoners. I think uh, this is probably you know a lot of new stuff they've introduced in this. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, I haven't read like all the expanding universe yeah. stuff and that. That's but you I'm, know, I'm going from that perspective. Yeah, yeah. I but you know, Dave Filoni is a producer on this, and you know, mm-hmm. he worked on uh, you know the Clone, Clone Wars, Wars and yeah. uh, Star Wars Rebels, mm-hmm. um, and that's another thing I want to get into what I was referring to earlier but yeah. he's so deep in the Star Wars stuff I think he can just create things and stuff and people <laughs> are like has license yeah he has that. license to just create <laughs> things now and people are like yeah that's Star Wars yep so it's like because you know he's a huge fan mm-hmm. he's been a huge fan since he was a kid and so it's like a dream job of his to get to do Star Wars stuff and just to come up with stuff out of the blue you know, for that—that that is Star Wars canon. You know, um, and 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 make it canon. You know, it's like, oh well, we're gonna have the villain at the very end of the thing whip out the dark saber. You know, from Clone Wars. Yeah. And you, uh, <laughs> let's, like, 
Okay. Rain it in, rain it in. Yeah, since we're going there, <laughs> this is where I wanted to get to yeah. pretty soon. Okay. Is so we see near the end, there's a flashback uh-huh. that uh you know, of uh, the Mandalorians tribes that saves uh what's his name? Din Djarin. Yeah, that's that's the reveal. They revealed the Mandalorian's name is Din Djarin. There's a flashback to when he was a kid and he gets saved by a tribe of Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. Now, if you stop, pause it, and you can kind of zoom in or whatever, you not zoom in, you can't do that. Um, unless you're on a computer or something, maybe you can, but it's not like Blade Runner where it's like enhance, enhance, enhance. Uh, but on their crest, their sigil on the side is Clan Vizsla. And... Right. So this that ties into Star the the Clone Wars and the Rebels animated series, and uh, then they have the Dark Saber there at the end. They reveal that, and the last time we saw the Dark Saber is, um, and if you haven't seen the Clone Wars and Rebels, go back and watch that on oh, Disney yeah. Plus. You're gonna want to watch that to get some context, but I'll try to explain it as much as well as I can. Right. So they've got. So, Clan Vizsla, there's, like, these different clans that are kind of warring um, uh, over Mandalore, who's going to rule Mandalore, that kind of thing. There's a character in, there's a character named uh, Bo-Katan, and she is Clan Vizsla, and she kind of, uh, uh, she's kind of a, a, you know, kind of a, somewhat of a villain in the first in in Clone Wars but you move on right. to uh, to uh, until her sister is killed mm-hmm. who's like I can't remember the name of her sister it's been a little while since I watched it but she was like a uh, she was like an ambassador for Mandalore always trying to right. keep the peace until yeah. spoiler Darth Maul kills her and takes over as the leader of Mandalore, yeah. because that's how this works. Is that vicious jerk. Yeah, this dark saber is apparently the only one of its kind that's been around since the, uh, the since old republic. The old republic, yes. It was a, what and, it was was a jet was a Jedi that was a Mandalorian, and it was what he made as his as his lightsaber. Yes. Well, what the deal is apparently in their culture, anybody who has the dark saber. Is the leader of Mandalore? Yes. And uh, you have to like kill right your opponent to get it. Well, last we saw it, uh, uh, what's her name? My mind just went blank. Um, she's she's the Mandalorian from Star Wars Rebels as part of the the oh, Rebel oh, crew. Oh 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 um yeah I know who that is. My I mind just went blank. My mind went blank too. Um, Hang on, I'll look it up. You keep talking. Anyways. Um, <laughs> I'm losing my train of thought now because I'm just really trying to think of her name. Anyways, this other character, she basically defeats Darth Maul, but she lets him live, but, you know, she still has the Darksaber, but she decides she is not the right person to lead Mandalore. So mm-hmm. she goes on a quest to find the right person and she decides to give it to Bo-Katan who's become part of the resistance by that point in the timeline. Sabine. And Sabine. Sabine that's Sabine yeah. Wren. That's her name. So she gives it to uh, Sabine Wren gives it to uh, Bo-Katan mm-hmm. and she is the last person we see with the Darksaber. Yeah. Now fast forward to 
to the end of Mandalorian, uh -huh. you see that Moff Gideon, the main bad, who he discovers the main bad, uh, Giancarlo Esposito. Giancarlo Esposito, yeah. who's uh, this king is, of playing villains. Man. Yeah, he <laughs> is. In fact, this is off topic, but he's playing Lex Luthor on on the animated Harley Quinn series on DC Universe, oh, and cool. it's and it's freaking hilarious that his <laughs> his uh, Lex Luthor. But anyways. He shows up, you see, at the very end, the last shot of the last episode of the season, mm -hmm. he's got the Darksaber. And I think I texted you right after this. I'm like, oh, crap. What this means is he, to get that Darksaber, he killed uh, Bo-Katan to get that. Yeah. So yeah. that's the only he way he could have got that. Unless somehow between, this is, I think, like 15 years after, yeah. after the events of Star Wars Rebels. So unless well, somebody else, Bo Katan was young though. Bo -Katan she was. was like really young. She was. She would only be like maybe in her mid thirties. Yes. So I'm saying unless somebody else had taken it up after Bo Katan, I really think that that story think, happened, dude. I think it's in. So I think going into the second season, we're, you know, we're theorizing now <laughs> that it's really gonna just get into the backstory of I what really happened with think, Clan Vizsla and stuff. I honestly think I want to see. Uh, I think. From stuff I've seen on Twitter from uh, people like Dave Filoni and, um, and uh, um, <clears throat> gosh, the, the, the creator, director, uh, Favreau. John Favreau. Um, I think we're going to, we might possibly, I'm going to go out on a limb here, we might possibly see um, Anakin's Apprentice. Ahsoka Tano. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, I really think we, we're gonna we see can a say it again. Burn. Spoiler cast. We can say it. Yeah. Um, I think this we're going I think we're gonna see an Ahsoka Tano. We we should. You know, and I think it's just kind of a given at some point that they're gonna give her her own TV show. That's just that's one of the most popular Star Wars characters right now. Yeah, yeah. So she's really resonated since Re Clone Wars mm -hmm. and Star Wars, and she's one of the first. Uh, well, she never became an actual Jedi, but she's one of the first major lightsaber wielders, female lightsaber wielders that has gotten her own, yeah, you know, you know lead storyline and stuff like that. With the Force long enough, you're a Jedi. Yeah, I, I, it's like, well, yeah, you're. A, she's a Jedi. What? She doesn't have to be knighted. She's a Jedi. Yeah. But whatever. Um, she's. But yeah, I think it's just stu It would be stupid of them right now not to at some point while she's popular. Mm -hmm. Strike while the iron's hot and give her a series. Yeah. And maybe she shows up in this and they just decide to maybe continue the story of what happens in season two of Mandalorian mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. her own series. But yeah, what you were talking about, uh, Dave, uh, Dave Filoni posted this very kind of cryptic photo, yeah. drawing, art drawing on Twitter. And somebody was saying something about what's her fate during, yeah. you know, Rise of the Skywalker. Right, because we hear her voice. We hear her voice. But. You know, we find out in, uh, you know, Rise of Skywalker and stuff, and in Clone Wars, uh, the near the end of the Clone Wars and in Rebels, that they can, you know, speak to each other telepathically, like mm -hmm. send their voice over, you know, whatever whatever amount of space and time there is. Mm -hmm. So she could have been speaking to her telepathically. She could have yeah. been, she probably yeah. would have been in her maybe 40s or so right around the time of rise of skywalker but anyways um they put he posted this really cryptic uh photo on there his little artistic drawing it was like a little comic book i think type he thing. probably drew it yeah he may have drawn it 
He's an he, artist. I he mean, is. Um, but it had a picture of Ahsoka, and it had a picture of uh, Gandalf. And he Gandalf says, "People thought I was dead too." <laughs> and so yeah, he just left it like, at that. It's stuff like that that makes me think that look, they're doing other things. I'm, we do know that the second season's probably going to either take place on Gamoria or have a scene on Gamoria because we've seen them also post a picture of a very skinny Gamorian, which was kind of weird because Gamorians are usually big fat, you know, the big fat green pig dudes that are in Jabba's palace. Well, he posted a picture of this really skinny one and it was really strange. And I was like, what is that a Gamorian? What is that? And apparently it was, but uh, um, there's a lot of little cryptic things. If you guys will follow um, like Dave Filoni and John Favreau on Twitter, they usually post stuff as they're working on things, and um, they'll post a picture of something like cryptically picked, and you just go, "Oh my goodness, what is that?" You know, it's like one of those little teaser things mm-hmm. that they do throughout the year. Because good grief, we've gotten until fall till we got another season coming. Oh, so I know. You wait. know, you know what's okay. Let's talk about uh, as far as while we're still theorizing. There's a scene at near the end of. I, I think it's the fifth episode. Mm-hmm. Anyways, he's at uh, the Mandalorians at, stops at to get some fuel or something. Yeah, know some parts for his ship, and he takes a job with a young bounty hunter to go after uh, this other huge bounty hunter. Right. I forget her name, but she's played by Mina Wen. Yeah, and uh, near the end, he gets killed. The young, the young uh, bounty, bounty hunter, hunter yeah. and you see somebody walk up. And kneel beside him, but all you see is like the boots. No, it was her. It was it was Ming Na Wen that got killed. No, no, she did. Oh yeah, she, she no, got killed, she and did the other get killed. Ran off. No, he got he did, but then he died. He died later. He died later. That's right, right. It was and, next and, to Ming Na Wen. Ming Na Wen dies, and you see this figure walk up, mm-hmm. wearing like what looks like, from about you know the, the waist down, could be a Mandalorian, except that when he walks, you hear spurs jingling and in in empire okay one of the things that you hear when boba fett's walking around there's spurs jangling and the reason that that george lucas did that is because he wanted boba fett to be kind of a clint eastwood character you know he thought of him as kind of like clint eastwood Mm -hmm. a little bit so he's got these spurs that jingle when he walks and i mean who else could that be? See, that's where we're getting into the theorizing. What mm-hmm. I was saying, let's get to this. People, a lot of people are theorizing that it's Jay, that it's a uh, Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. But could that be a red herring? See, here's the thing. They keep saying like people were asking them about it, and they're like, "No, nah, Boba Fett's not anywhere in this." And I'm like, you know, if I had Boba Fett in my series and I wanted to keep it quiet, the thing I would say is, "No, he's not in there." Yeah, probably. Because honestly, I think it's misdirection. I think they're trying to keep us from like, oh my gosh, it's Boba Fett. Because, you know, if they find out Boba Fett's in that, that's going to be huge. It is. Uh, Because, I mean, he fell in the Sarlacc pit. He did, but. uh, (laughs) Oh, and then, oh, and then, I think, honestly think, there's some misdirection in toys. Because uh, there is this. Mystery Mandalorian that's in a pop, a, one of those uh, pop figures. Funko Pops, yeah. Funko Pop. And it's got, like, armor that looks very similar to the color scheme of Boba Fett's armor, but it just says, like, 
uh, Mandalorian something. I don't know what it says something. I yeah, remember I remember what, what you're talking about. But it's like yeah. if you watch the series when he goes down into the into the Mandalorian enclave, like at the beginning, and he walks by all these other Mandalorians in the background, and you can see it's blurry <laughs> and out of focus, but you can see a Mandalorian profile that has a rangefinder on its helmet. I've gone back and looked at it again. There's a rangefinder sticking up on top of the helmet. The helmet is kind of a mauve, like not a mauve, a uh, kind of an olive green color. The the um, that what they call the fangs on the helmet, which is the underneath by the on either side of the T visor, is kind of a maroon color. The uh, left gauntlet is yellow, just like it was in Return of the Jedi. And then the the pauldrons are kind of a I think they're they're kind of a brownish reddish color like a maroon so um, it's the color scheme of the Boba Fett costume from Return of the Jedi and it's in the background I mean you have to watch when he walks down you just keep get your get your little remote ready to pause it and look at that shot because it's about maybe I don't know 15 frames but it's there yeah that's that's another thing Pete you can find it online yeah. Uh, a lot of people posted that online after they saw it, but it's also, you know, people are talking about, could this be uh, this other character from the extended oh, universe? Oh, Jodo Cast. Yeah, that took, you know, yeah, that took up the, his identity. It could be Jodo Cast, too. That would be interesting if it was Jodo Cast, because that's a whole other ball of wax there. That's a whole other story, because um, it's a expanded universe, and they would have to be like... That's seriously expanded universe. That's like comic books and mm. like novelizations, because um, Jodo Cast appears in um, in the there's a there's a there's a novelization. It's a three book series. I recommend that you go read it. It's great. It's um, it's the Boba Fett trilogy. It's the Bounty Hunter trilogy, and it's a uh, it man it was written like back in the gosh back in the late eighties. Um, but it's the story of Fett after the Sarlacc pit and, um, and the bounty hunter guild and Bosk and all those characters are in it. Um, Dengar's in it. Um, and it's cool. It's like if they were to make a, if they were to make a Boba Fett film, that would be the film you would want to see. Cause if it's a great story, it's a three part story. Um, excellent story arc, but, uh, I recommend you go out and get it. Um, Okay, so what else do we want to talk about with uh, with Mandalorian? Oh well, I just thought I also want to say I think it's this is funny, but it's also you want to talk about uh, how much John Favreau has, how much power he has, pull he has now over at Disney and over there. He <laughs> yeah. was able to keep them from putting out merchandise around Christmas time oh, yeah. to keep from spoiling Baby the Baby Yoda yep. and. It's I not cannot... actually Baby Yoda. It's no, a, no. It's a species of Yoda's. We don't race. know what it is, what the race is called though. So everybody's Nobody referring knows. to Only it. George Lucas. But knows um, that. well, John Favreau knows. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> Lucas like whispered in his ear. Yeah. It's blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that is crazy. Like now, like there's shirts and everything like that, but figures and all that aren't going to be out till like April. Oh, I know. So I you know. you've got to know that Disney. He really had to like 
you know, twist their arm not to put out merchandise <laughs> around Christmas. You know, but Disney's not hurting. They, they've They're dra- not hurting. They've dragged in more money as a company. They've dragged in more money than any entertainment country in, company in history last year. I mean, they they raked in more money than any other entertainment company in history. I mean, last in one year. So um, they're not hurting for money. But, uh, you know, I guess we could talk about Baby Yoda. We he's could. Become, he's become kind of a national zeitgeist. I really don't know if I want to talk about Baby Yoda other than it's pretty cool to see little Baby It Yoda. is. Um, you know what? But, you know, let's wrap this up now. But while we wrap up, when, to wrap up, let's talk about, we've talked about our theories. We've talked about what's happened so mm-hmm. far. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about what we want in a, to see oh, in a second yeah. season. What do we want? Our kind of our wish list. I want to see more dark saber. Yeah, sure. well, of course that's going to happen. That's a given, but I I'll tell you what I want to see. And it may not happen in this series. They may want to save it for a movie or mm-hmm. some other series. Mm-hmm. But I want to see uh Dang it, my mind went blank again. <laughs> the uh, uh general. Oh yeah. Blue. Oh yeah. My oh mo- oh oh Rex. No, no, not Rex. Uh, the Blue General, uh, Red Eyes. Uh, oh, oh, Grand Admiral Thrawn. Grand Admiral Thrawn, yeah. I want to see what happened to him because at the end, again, spoilers, er, at the end of Rebels, you kind of see him grabbed by like a, what is that tentacle monster that he gets grabbed by? Oh, yeah, the force, the, the ones that fly through space. Right, the big oh. big space squid. No, it wasn't the space squid. It was maybe it was the space, yeah, it was squid. space squid. Okay, maybe it yeah. was the space squid. But you never see what happens after that. And at the end of that, you know, Ahsoka and and uh, and Sabine Wren go off to mm-hmm. find Ezra. Right. So um, in space, so it kind of leaves off there. So that's a lot of story they could open up for another series or whatever. But it would be so dang cool to see Grand Admiral Thawne, Thrawn uh, kind of uh, as a foil trying to, mm-hmm. uh, you know... He's having to bounce his strategies off of the Mandalorian strategies. Right. So they're constantly having to outdo each other. And, you mm-hmm. know, the Mandalorian, he's smart, man. You can see it in the first season. <laughs> he is he is a strategist. So to see them two clash and, you know, maybe him just show up, I don't know what he would see, be there for. But Yeah, I want to see more um, uh, classic toys being introduced in the series. Uh at the end, the final episode of The Mandalorian, that troop carrier shows up. And that troop carrier was a, was a toy you could get back in the mm. 70s, man. The, the the Stormtrooper troop carrier, it like rolls up and all these Stormtroopers roll out of it. And you're like, oh my gosh, the troop carrier. I would also like to see um, a lot more of, uh, of, of these washed out Stormtrooper, Scout Trooper people who, you know, I'm sure we're going to see more of this Imperial Remnant. Um, I want to see a little more backstory on uh, on the Grand Moff. Uh, I want to see, uh, of course, more Mandalorians. I'm sure there's some more like, shoot, man, I'd like to see a Mythosar. Wow, yeah, that would be crazy. that would be great. I mean, we saw we saw a Mudhorn. You know, we saw some mm-hmm. of these creatures. I would really like to see a Mythosar. That's what I want to see. You know what? I'd like to see him do and maybe team up with uh, Rex and. Uh, not not Commander Cody. It was Rex and what was the uh, two others? But they had the uh, their their those chips removed from their brain. You know oh, that yeah. got activated when you know Order sixty six was given mm-hmm. off. So mm-hmm. you kind of see them. They're kind of like these hermits. Yeah. Uh, in in uh, Re- when you get to them in Rebels, mm-hmm. it'd be cool to see uh, 
what's going on there. Like, they'd be like super elderly. Though. Yeah, they would, but they're clones. <laughs> they're clones. Yeah. They can do it. Um, <laughs> they can handle they can handle attitude. <laughs> got but no teeth, be but great. I can still fight. Let me throw this at you, Roger. How <laughs> yeah. would you like around December a Life Day special? Oh, gosh. Yeah, Life Day's mentioned a lot. The, the Christmas special ends up showing up a lot in the series. Uh, <laughs> it's really funny. Life Day, um, just, oh my gosh, just so many things. Um, a couple things that did happen uh, after Return of the Jedi that we know happened between then and The Mandalorian is that Chewbacca went back to back to Kashyyyk and freed all the Wookiees. Um, there's a bunch of stuff that could happen, you could see in the series, you know, like maybe going to Kashyyyk and now the Wookiees are free and, you know, who knows. I mean, um, you could always show... Uh, there's the, so much they could do. You could always have Chewbacca on there. Because, you know, the Rise of the Skywalker series is wrapped up. So, mm -hmm. they're they're not doing any more stories with those main nope. casts right now. So, nope. you, they're, I think they're and free to use said, He's already said there will be uh, canon character, like Skywalker story characters mm -hmm. showing up in the series. So, um, who knows? Who knows? It could be Chewbacca. It could be... Um, ooh, know. ooh. I want to see this. This was never going to be wrapped up in uh -huh. the Han Solo movie. I yeah. want to see uh, them expand on uh, uh, Darth Maul and his kind of criminal. Oh, Black Sun. Yeah, his, yeah, yeah, Black Sun, his criminal yeah. thing. Maybe you know he'll have to deal with them, kind of like a. Yeah, but if you, if 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 Clone Wars is canon, then he's dead. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so that's we'll right. Not any more Darth Maul because uh. uh, Obi Wan took him out. Um, but yeah, yeah, uh, that's a, that's for another episode. Sometime I want to talk about just how awesome a swordsman uh, Obi Wan is, mm -hmm. because well, I'll just say it. So Obi Wan, okay, he has the high ground. He tells Anakin he has the high ground, and he he's like, "Look, I fought you this whole time. It's almost like he's saying, I fought you this whole time. I can take you out anytime I want, but the reason that I'm not is because I love you.'" You know that? Mm -hmm. Think about what he did to Darth Maul, man. Darth Maul's like, he tells him, he's like, don't do this. You don't want to do this, you know. You don't want to open this can of worms again. And what happens? Obi-Wan kills him in like yeah, one Yeah, he kills like one it's hit. Like, bam. You know, so, so I'm just saying, I mean, Obi-Wan kind of, he kind of like the first fight with with Darth Maul, him and Qui-Gon, he's kind of, you know, well, maybe he's holding back. I don't know what he's doing, but, um, man, he, he, uh, he jumps over over uh, Darth Maul and then cuts him in half. Yeah. Like, instantly, man. Like, why did he do that from the beginning? I mean, he's like, he holds back, holds back. I really think he is probably, because they keep, they said, what was it they said? Uh, Yoda's a great swordsman and Obi-Wan's better mm -hmm. or something like that. It's yeah. like, they said something like that, like, rival master, rival master Yoda, right? Um, well, I think the whole thing was, you know, they talked about it in the films and mm -hmm. in, throughout the Clone Wars animated series. He was always struggling with we're supposed to be peacekeepers, yes. not not killers. Yeah, and so but man, he could unload on you. Yeah, it so even take I think a second, man, I you're think dead. that's why he's holding back <laughs> because he didn't want to be like just this uh, tool of war, just yeah. a killer right. with a yeah. lightsaber. Yeah. So there's that. I guess that's a that's a topic for another. It is. I am series. excited for the Obi Wan series though. Yes. Hugh McGregor is great. Even though it's been delayed. Yeah, it got pushed back from, from... At first we thought it was gone. And now they're like, oh no, it's been delayed. It's no, been no. Delayed. It got delayed from January to August, but mm -hmm. Ewan McGregor said it's still going to release around the same time that they'd planned. 
cool. So, Looking but anyways, right. thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, and uh, we're going to have episodes every week now, so just tune in. Until next time, I'm Roger Colby. And I'm Richard Coots.